Welcome to Valley Creek. We are a movement of hope for the city and beyond, and we're so glad you're listening to our podcast today. Whatever platform you're on, hit the subscribe or follow button so you get notified each week when a new message releases. Also, check out Valley Creek Plus for the latest resources to help you as you follow Jesus. And we'd love to stay connected with you. You can find us on your favorite social media platform or on valleycreek.org. Now let's join with all our campuses as we jump into our message today. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Valley Creek. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to your family. My name is Jason. I get to serve as the campus pastor here. And if this is your first time with us, we're really glad to have you today. Hope is here. Everyone is welcome. And Jesus changes everything. And so today is going to be a great day to gather together as the church. I hope you had a great week as uh, you did whatever you're doing for your Thanksgiving activities, uh, food, football, football, which I think is two different things or soccer, we can go either way. I hope you had great experiences. And here's what I wanna to say to you as we get started. Even if you didn't, and even if your family time was a little bit like this, our spiritual family time today is gonna to be amazing. Our time all together as a spiritual family is gonna be so good. You see, we've been in a series called Kingdom Culture 101, learning to live a life of values. And so today we're gonna to get a chance to respond to the last two weeks worth of values that we talked about. Two weeks ago, we said we're passionate about the presence of God, and then last week, we said we live with a spirit of gratitude. And so today's gonna be a response to those things, and I'm gonna lead us through an entire service, and I'll be kind of coming up and gradually leading us through worship and some other elements. But I just wanna really, I wanna encourage you, just really be present today. Just kind of engage everything that God has for us because it's going to be fun, it's going to be good, and I believe that the Lord has so much He wants to speak to each one of us. You see, we don't want to just be hearers of the Word. We actually want to do something with it. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock when the rain came down, when the streams rose, when the winds blew and beat against it, it did not fall. It had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man. They built their house on the sand, the rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against it, and that house fell with a great crash. What is this saying? This is saying we can't just be hearers, we must be practitioners of God's word. We can't just be theorists and know it here. It's that we actually have to do something with it. Putting what God is speaking to our church family into practice. And so that's exactly what we're going to do today. We're going to practice the values of the kingdom, starting with a chance to connect with each other. Here's the very first way we're going to do it. I'm going to ask you to make a connection for three minutes with somebody around you. So it could be somebody you came with, it could be somebody across the room, it could be somebody sitting right in front of you. For three minutes, make a connection with them. Don't be scared, people aren't scary, they're not gonna bite, it's worth the conversation. And we're gonna give you some prompts on what you can ask them. Ready? Three, two, one, go.
on. Jesus alone is worthy of our gratitude, of our worship, of our praise, of our honor. So as we begin, let's just tell him that now. I will give you all my worship. I will give you all my praise. You alone, I long to worship. You alone are worthy of my praise. You alone, Jesus. Like 
Come on, bless the Lord. Give praise to his name. Lift him up. He's worthy of that praise. When we sing bless the Lord, what we're saying is like his name is worthy to be praised. His name is above every name. And so we bless you, Lord. We give you all the praise. I want to invite you now to go ahead and find your seats wherever you're at. As we take the time to practice the values that we've been learning over these past few weeks, two weeks ago, we said that we are passionate about the presence of God. The presence of God changes everything. One moment with the presence of God is better than a lifetime without it. It's everything. So the presence of God really comes down to understanding and knowing that God is uh, with us and are we aware of it? See, it's not so much as like, is God here? It's a question of, are we aware that he's here? The presence of God is truly attracted to the praises of people. That's part of why we start the way we do in services. We actually start by praising the Lord and we invite his presence to join us and then we're aware that he's with us. And so during that uh, week, we talked about the five dimensions of the presence of God, that there's five ways you can experience it. I'm going to walk us through those five, and I'm going to invite you to settle your heart and to lean into each one of these and experience the presence of God right now. See, this may be something you haven't done before. You may not have had moments where you've really honed in and said like, okay, I'm going to take time to experience and, and be in the presence of God. But if you'll allow me to just walk you through it, I believe that something amazing will happen because I believe that the presence of God changes everything. So I believe he's going to change everything for you. The first dimension of his presence is that his presence holds us together. So could you even just close your eyes right now be aware that God is holding all things together. In him, all things hold together, says Colossians. That is the very molecules of your body, the chair you're sitting on, wherever you're watching this from, the area you're in, the earth itself, the whole universe, it's all being held together by God. If his presence wasn't in those spaces, then everything that I just mentioned, you, the chair, the buildings, the universe, it would cease to exist. So right now, can you be aware that his presence is holding you together? If his presence is holding you together, and his presence is holding your family together, your finances together, your situation that you're facing together, your health, your worry, things that have been weighing you down. He's holding all of those because he's holding you in his hands. His presence holds you together. The second dimension is that his presence surrounds us the psalmist asks, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? The answer is nowhere. His presence is surrounding you even right now. He's before you. He's behind you. To your right, to your left. Surrounding you with his goodness. Surrounding you with his love. 
His presence surrounds you. It means it goes before you into the future. It means he was with you way back when. It means he's surrounding you even now. His presence surrounds you. Can you be aware that his presence is surrounding you? third dimension for those that have Jesus is that his presence is within us. John chapter 20, Jesus breathed on his disciples and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. In that moment, the Holy Spirit was placed into them. And the presence of God, the very creator himself, entered them, was inside of them. His presence is within us for those that follow Jesus. So will you just go with me on this? Will you just take a big breath right now? And know that you're breathing in the very presence of God. As Jesus breathed out, his disciples breathed in, and they received his Holy Spirit. So the presence of God is in you right now. He's moving through your body. Maybe even feel him right now in your toes, and your ankles, and your lower extremities moving up through your body, through your thighs, into your torso, the middle of you. Feel him filling up your lungs. The very air you breathe was given to you by God. Feel the presence of God moving up through your shoulders, your arms your face into your head, the presence of God in you. He moves up into your, your eyes, your head, into your mind. May you be aware that the presence of God is taking over your thoughts, your mind. He's healing those broken thoughts. His presence is in you. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Fourth dimension is that his presence is in our godly relationships. Where two or three are gathered, there he is also. So if you wondered why we started today by making a connection, it's because a connection is part of the invitation to invite the very presence of God into the space, into today, his presence among us. Part of why it feels the way it does to gather together as the church is because as we do, we're experiencing another dimension of the presence of God. More of him comes and joins us. More of the realities of the kingdom of heaven come and move among us. That's why it feels so alive. That's why it feels like you're waking up when you come into spaces like this because the very presence of God is among us in our godly relationships. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence in church. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence among your people. you for a chance to live in godly relationships with one another the fifth dimension is simply that his presence is tangible in our worship that when we worship the holy one of israel is enthroned upon our praises that literally when we worship it's like we build a place for god himself to reside to sit to be among us so the reason that we worship like we do is that when we do and when we lift him up and we turn our attention and our affection towards him, we place him on his throne, the place where King Jesus deserves to be. 
His presence is tangible in our worship. So as we continue to worship, would you just recognize more and more that the presence of God is with you and that you can be passionate for that. You can be joyful for that. You can be so thankful for that. And honestly, if we just did all that and you're like, I don't even know if I'm actually passionate about the presence of God at all or even want the presence of God, can I just tell you, God is so passionate about you. So passionate about you. He wants to be in your presence. He wants to be with you far more than you've ever wanted to be with him. So come on, I invite you. With hearts open wide, express gratitude to God. Be passionate about the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence.
we just take a moment to receive by faith the love that our Father, that our friend has for us today.
All right, go ahead and find your seats for me again. So we are practicing our values. We are practicing the kingdom values that the Lord has been speaking to us over the past few weeks. We've been practicing the value. We're passionate about the presence of God. And now we want to just talk about that we live with a spirit of gratitude. Gratitude is the normal response to receiving God's grace. What is God's grace? Man, that is his undeserved favor and a supernatural empowerment that actually changes my life. God's grace changes everything. And so when I realize that God's grace has changed everything, I can't help but respond with a spirit of gratitude, with a thankfulness, to give thanks with a grateful heart for all that he's done. And you see, gratitude is like a garden. It must be cultivated in us. You've got to cultivate the garden of gratitude because bitterness is like a weed. It just springs up. You don't have to do anything to be a bitter, uh, you know, embittered, entitled, grumbling kind of person. Gratitude, it's got to be cultivated. It's got to be cared for. And gratitude really is God's will for our life. There's this amazing verse out of 1 Thessalonians, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, and it says to uh, rejoice always, to pray continually, and to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will in Jesus Christ. Wow, God's will for my life is to be thankful all the time, in all circumstances, no matter what's going on. And so living with the spirit of gratitude is truly living out God's will for our lives. It helps us experience all that he has for us. And so what we're gonna do today is we're gonna practice some gratitude by being specific with what we're grateful for. Go ahead and take out that card that you received when you came in. You have a card that has uh, 10 spots on it for you to write down some things that you're thankful for. And I wanna encourage you to take a moment and let the Lord really speak to you about each one. Let him speak really to your heart. Let him show you some of the things that you had to be thankful for. Grab a pen, grab a pencil, and begin to think about all that you have to be grateful for. Can I just tell you, you have so much to be grateful for. I have so much to be grateful for, so much to be thankful for. So what are some of those things? See, because true gratitude is humility expressed. That is, I'm actually expressing the fact that I didn't get myself here. God got me here. He's the one that's brought me this far. It honors God for his role in our life. And true gratitude begins to heal our hearts. I want you to catch that as you write some things down on that paper, you can begin to write right now if you haven't already. There's a healing that takes place inside of you, mind, body, soul, because your heart starts to align itself and be healed by the goodness of God because gratitude transforms you. It, it changes the way you think. It changes the way your heart um, receives God's goodness in your life. And so I actually, I thought about this today. I actually believe that um, part of what we're gonna do in this practice right now is going to heal some, um, some wounds that you may have been carrying for years. As you write down by faith some of the things that you're thankful for, I believe God's going to do a healing work inside of you in Jesus' name. So go ahead and think about that. What are some of the things you're thankful for? Maybe it's for people that believed and invested in you and have gone before you to follow Jesus. Maybe it's for relationships in your life, for your parents, or your children, friends. Maybe you're grateful for spiritual leadership and for a family here at Valley Creek. 
provision. It's not too, uh, it's not too lowly to say things like, I'm thankful that I have a roof over my head and food in my, in my pantry. Because just at some level, we miss that, don't we? Like, places to stay and people that love you, those are God's goodness in your life and in my life. What else are you grateful for? Come on, fill up that list. the forgiveness of Jesus his life his death his resurrection gives you life the promise of heaven the promise of a life to come in Jesus name hope when you feel hopeless when you feel restless joy when your heart is broken he can give you all those things so much to be thankful for what else keep writing it down if you haven't had a chance to write anything yet I'm gonna just encourage you maybe even just write like I'm breathing I woke up. I got to be here today. There's some great places to start. We couldn't think of a better way to keep practicing gratitude than to take communion today. So as our teams come forward to distribute communion, I want to remind everybody, you can do that now, teams, wherever you're at. I want to remind everybody that communion is for those that have said yes to following Jesus. And um, if that's you, you're very much welcome to take here at Valley Creek because communion is a reminder of the very first thing we have to be thankful for, Jesus. Who he is and what he's done. You might have noticed we've been taking communion more often recently. Has anybody noticed that? Here's why. Scripture tells us that we overcome the evil one by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Communion is the reminder of the blood of the Lamb. Communion is us practicing the word of the testimony, doing it in remembrance of Jesus. And so we're winning and we're living from victory in this season because we're, um, because we're doing what Jesus told us to do. Because we're taking communion by faith. And there's a life and there's a healing and there's a hope that happens every single time we do. There's a gratitude that rises up inside of us. Last week we talked about a story called The Road to Emmaus. And in that story, there's two men that have been, um, just, just life has been beating them down, man. Nothing worked the way they thought it was going to. And they're walking along the road and they're bitter and they're frustrated and it didn't turn out the way they thought it would. 
And as they walk along the road and they were kind of grumbling among themselves, Jesus himself comes and walks with them. And he starts to share the realities of, of the kingdom. He starts to remind them of what was spoken about him, reminding them so they could remember what God had done, what he had promised to them. And then as they continue to walk, they invite Jesus to come to their home. It's an amazing thing happens. It says, as he's talking with them, he breaks bread, he gives, gives thanks, and then their eyes were opened. He broke bread, he gave thanks, and then their eyes were opened. So part of what happens when we break bread, when we live with the spirit of gratitude, is that God opens the eyes of our heart and he shows us more of his goodness and he reminds us of how he's worked on our behalf and he, he, he places gratitude right into the center of our hearts. What a perfect weekend to express the gratitude that we know that we want to express to live with the spirit of gratitude, to carry this value of the kingdom in our hearts. And I believe by faith that today, as we break bread, as we're reminded of who Jesus is and give him thanks, that our eyes will be opened. That we'll see Jesus for who he really is. Somebody who's hearing me right now has never said yes to making Jesus Lord. Can I just tell you, by faith, I believe that today is your day of salvation. By faith, I believe that in Jesus' name, as we break bread, as we give thanks, that your eyes will be opened. May your eyes be opened. May you see Jesus for who he really is. May you, may you, um, may you come to understand his love. That it's wide, it's long, it's high and deep. It's the love that the Father has lavished upon you and I. So if you've been looking for hope in all the wrong places, can I just tell you, there is a person, his name is Jesus, and he is the hope of the world. There is a Savior for you and for I, and we get to experience and remember what he's done every single time we take communion together. So on the night he was betrayed, Jesus took that bread. And he said, this bread is like my body. It's going to be broken for you. I'm going to be broken that you can be made whole. Every time you take it, do it in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread together. In the same way he took the cup, he said this cup is a, a new promise, a new agreement between God and mankind. No longer will you have to try to strive to earn a way back to God. I'm making a way. My way is called my blood, the full forgiveness of sins access to your creator to your father and so every time you drink of it remember what it is that i've done for you at the cross in my burial in my resurrection we remember jesus together today let's take the cup so thank you jesus for what you've done in our lives for your goodness to us thank you for your salvation so as an act of faith, oh, this is my favorite. We're going to get a chance to express gratitude and put these two values together. That we're passionate about the presence of God.
and then we live with the spirit of gratitude. Here's what we're going to do. In just a moment, when the worship team leads us through this one last song, I'm going to invite you by faith to be passionate about the presence of God and to express your gratitude by bringing your list, all the things you're grateful for, to the front and literally placing them on the platform, placing it as a sacrifice on the altar, remembering Jesus and what he's done, remembering his goodness in our life. So anytime you're ready during this song, you could feel free to stand up and express gratitude for the goodness of God. Shit. 